0: Welcome back, everyone, to Friday Therapy Podcast. I'm your host, Jan Behrens, here with my co-host, Logan Hubbard, and I'm here with a special guest today. You want to introduce yourself?
1: Absolutely. Hi. um, My name is Jessica, or Jess, I prefer Jess, Um, coming to to talk about tennis um, via the tennis Reddit, I guess, Um, username Jsnoodles, tennis moderator, and giant tennis tragic, so I'm really excited to talk about Roland Garros and the rest of the play season so far.
0: And if, if you listeners couldn't tell, uh, Jess is actually Australian. This is a cool fact about Jess, because we are not Australian.
1: I hadn't noticed from your accents, but you're right. Um, I keep being told that my accent is fake, uh, that I'm actually, Australia isn't real. I'm here to tell you that that is correct. I actually yeah. am from Chicago.
0: That is common knowledge. Uh, yeah. All right, so today we are going to be talking about Roland Garros, just the whole tournament, and we're going to be going over the men's draw, the women's draw, and just some of our thoughts on the tournament as a whole.
2: Yeah, so I guess for for Jess, uh, I think this is one of our first podcasts, so I guess first we're going to offer up some uh, three rules of success. The first one is to be bad at podcasting. That is probably our, our number one rule that we ascribe to. And then the second one is just rule two. That's rule two. And then third is always rep Fortville. So I think if you follow these three pillars, you'll have a great time.
1: Repping what now?
2: Fortville, yeah,
0: Indiana. Fort, Fort, Fortville, Indiana, big podcast listeners. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah,
1: they, they, they love I'm, it out here. Before I, was, I came on this, I was listening to Parks and Recreation, which, is, which takes place in Indiana. So that's my knowledge of Indiana right there.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: It's
1: basically Paces, the same place. Um, that's it. That's all I know.
2: Pawnee,
0: yeah, well, essentially Fortville.
2: Pani is certainly not real, but it lives on oh, in spirit no. in Fortville. Yeah.
1: Okay, w- wonderful. Fantastic. Yeah, okay, so I can picture where we are now. There's some trees. It's nice. Um, Amy poll is there. Excellent. All right, well, cool. Actually,
0: there are no trees in Fortville, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, oh, it's just cornfields. <laughs> F- yeah. At, at all? Well, there it's are trees. <laughs> there are a couple trees. <laughs> just not, not real trees, you know, fake trees.
1: Oh, everyone's just dying of, like, Carbon dioxide poisoning over there.
2: Yeah, that could be preferable, honestly. <laughs> to trees, <laughs> absolutely.
1: All, All right. right. So, speaking of trees, we have an excellent draw. I don't know.
2: What a segue. Transition. Yeah, like yeah. they
1: kind of look like a little, like a family tree of um, tennis players. Of,
0: and everyone is friends. Everyone yeah, is especially, friends.
1: Especially in especially Stefanos and half.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Two great hey, friends, Dan- as well Daniel- as... uh.
1: Daniil got Steph that excellent draw, so I think they're quite close right now.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: well, I about mean, the draw... Better be. About the draw, the top half is significantly more stacked than the bottom half. Uh, some key names in the top, top half are uh, Novak Djokovic, everyone's favorite, Federico Correa. <laughs> uh, we got <laughs> Nadal, van de Zanschop, Riley Opelka, Diego Schwartzman, FAA, uh, and Carlos Alcaraz, uh, and F er, D- Davidovich Fokina. I always mess up on his name.
2: And everyone's favorite abuser, Sasha Zverev. Oh, are we allowed to say his name? I, I mean, was...
1: in terms of favorite abusers, we've got <laughs> Basilashvili as well. I mean, uh, oh,
0: he's, oh, yeah, yeah, he's in there. <laughs> he's in the draw.
1: Is he in the first half? I as think well, he's in the second that... half.
0: Yeah, he's definitely oh, in the second good. half. He's playing uh Maxime So we could have an abuser abuser final. This is
1: Oh my goodness.
2: I'm pretty sure Basilashvili is actually convicted, which is uh I guess charge. he wasn't quite rich enough to avoid the the actual charge like Zverev was.
0: Although one one key difference between Basilashvili and uh, Zverev is that Basilashvili is actually bad at tennis.
2: And he's extremely bad at doubles. I think this man has the worst doubles record I've ever seen. Let's go ahead and check that real quick.
1: He was playing with um, Bublik, Bublik recently, wasn't yeah. he? On clay, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know why Bublik is giving himself more clay matches. I don't know why he hates himself so much. Well,
0: Bublik, one of the most <laughs> lovable versus, or on the same team with Basilashvili, uh, really makes for interesting matches because I don't know whether to root for them or to hate them.
1: I'll, I'll no, hate I'm him not really enough. sure of
2: Bublik's motive. But yeah, uh, Basilis Vili's got the 20.8% winning rate, 11-42 and 42 on the career in doubles. So <laughs> he's Oof. number 351 despite playing every event. I don't know why he continues to do this, but uh... maybe as long as he's actually far away from anyone else who's not Bublik, maybe this is a good thing.
1: I think we should pair him with um, Petros Tsitsipas. I think that would be... The ultimate doubles pairing.
2: Yeah,
0: I mean, they they would both be excellent tennis players playing tennis, which is something that we all love
2: to see. Yeah, Petros got that. Oh my God, Petros is four and eighteen, even worse percentage than Bessie Lishvili. There's
0: no way. Oh my gosh.
2: Okay. Yeah, that might be the ultimate team.
0: Dream
1: team.
2: All right. Well, Petros. Well, there's there's also some other good characters like uh team's brother who's also moritz. bad oh moritz team and then what's Berattini's brother's name
1: Ooh. blondini no
2: i word. just saw him the other day jacopo he's yeah yeah jacopo j-a-c-o-p-o jacopo oh,
0: jacopo that's a very uh italian name
1: he is a man that is very handsome but in a different way to Berattini. They oh. were at the Cannes Film Festival the other day together. Two very good-looking men, just from a female perspective, and I apologize for that.
2: Oh, we well, had, we... I'm taking Mateo all day. I, I gotta say, I don't think it's even close. Just seeing the side by side here.
0: Jeez, Louise, that man is handsome.
2: Oh, Mateo. Yeah, yeah. Mateo's Mateo's top three on the tour. Well, maybe mm. top one probably I know there's a lot of, of Dimitrov
0: fans out top there top one in attractiveness oh. yeah yeah I, i'd definitely put him up there i mm. oh yannick sinner you know i gotta rip my yawns uh <laughs> i actually don't think he's very attractive
2: full disclosure he, yannick might be bottom 10 hmm. no there's, there's
1: a there's a likability about him i have a lot of friends that are quite interested in yannick sinner Ooh. um yeah, I don't know. I, I don't get it, but um, I feel like he's a least less attractive Rublev, but that's just me.
2: Oh, bwere! Oh yeah, boy all day over this man. Yeah, oh, not my even goodness, close.
1: Yeah, he gets his eyebrows dyed. Like he's a king.
2: Bwe, yeah, yeah boy. We do stand bwere over here.
1: Excellent. Good. I feel like I'm in the yeah, right Sin- place. Yeah, I
2: don't know. Sinner's a robot. Like he does the same exact mannerism after every point. He's got like that the chin jut with like the fist pump where his like hand is like curling in. I don't know. I'm not a big center fan.
0: Yeah, I'm not a big center fan. And this game's just so e- boring, too. <laughs> well, in the second half of the draw, we do have some interesting <laughs> interesting matchups. Uh, one that I was looking at specifically was Shapovalov versus Holger Rune, which I think is the biggest potential for an upset in the first round. Uh, Hol-
1: it's, I think it's pronounced
0: uh, Rune? Rune. Oh, that would make Rune. a lot of is sense. It,
1: is it- yeah, it's an eh sound at the end, and I'm not sure. Yeah,
0: he he is Danish. Yeah, Rune, Holger. Yeah, ish.
1: Yeah.
0: Rune and Shapovalov are playing each other in the first round. This is in the bottom half of the draw. Uh, so, whoever wins this has a potential to go pretty far in the tournament. Uh, I like to, I like this as an opportunity for Rune to get some points uh, going forward in this season.
2: Yeah, stop getting those wild cards. Taking yeah. those away from deserving players like Sir Andy. But uh, I think another one of note, uh, Hugo Gaston, if he can build on his 2020 performance, he's got Demonor in the first round. Not a great clay player, but uh, that's kind of a, a interesting little section of the draw.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Qualifi versus Qualifi, you can't really, you, hmm. you don't know what's going to happen between those two players, just extremely qualified. Uh, they They really know how to
2: get at it, so... Wow, somehow Pooey is in the tournament. Good for him. <laughs> but no Jack Sock.
0: Oh,
1: oh Jack.
0: Uh, Jack Sock's probably in a challenger. so
2: or he, he lost in Qualies. qualities, I'm pretty sure. Well, now he's probably going Oh my a goodness,
1: speaking of losing in qualities, how do we feel about the end of the Deliciano era? Feliciano Lopez. Oh, that.
2: Yeah, I, I was torn up over that one personally. I thought, why didn't oh, he just goodness. get a wild card?
1: He could have asked someone. Surely someone would have said absolutely, sir.
2: Well, who are, who are the wild cards? Let's see. Uh, Tonga. Mute. Oh, easily over Michael Mo. O'Connell. There is no way Michael Moe deserves the wild card over Deliciana. Okay. Gil Simon. Pui. Yeah, yeah. Michael Moe, easily. I'd say. So, it's
1: it's a, it's a lot of French, um, Australian, and American people. Interesting. I wonder why that is. Well, everyone loves it. I know Americans. exactly why that is. It's what? it's the reciprocational thing that they do with the Grand Slams.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that would make sense. But I don't know why they put Michael Moe in. Why wouldn't they give it a sock? Interesting. What do you feel about Christopher O'Connell? Was he the the most deserving Aussie, in your opinion? I
1: ha- I have no idea who he is. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, yeah, it a... makes me think of who's the guy that played um, Robin in Batman and Robin? Oh, something like it's something like that. I
2: have and no that's idea.
1: I don't. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, who was it? It's like it just that his name reminds me of that.
2: Uh, I feel like I've definitely watched him play before. C- Chris Career O'Donnell. Oh, Chris of... <laughs> O'Donnell.
0: I I have heard of this man before. Not the not the tennis player though, unfortunately. Yeah. Maybe the actor would be good done, at tennis.
1: I think he's done better things than Batman and Robin, and I apologize for besmirching him.
0: Oh, <laughs> he certainly from that movie. And also to
1: Christopher O'Connell. No wait, Christopher. Wait, who's the pl- tennis player now, Christopher O'Connell?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right.
1: I'm sure you're. I'm sure you're wonderful, and I'm very proud of you. Congratulations. You will do us <laughs> proud over there.
2: Well, obviously, he will be listening to this podcast, so uh, some good I words of encouragement there. for Christopher.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay, so do we want to, like, go through each quarter and kind of break down the, the draw there?
0: We shall do this. Well,
2: yes. We shall do this. Okay. So starting off in the first quarter, this one's easily, you know, the, the toughest of the four. We have... No wins, Djokovic has the one seed. And then <laughs> Rafa as the five. So those obviously look like they're on a collision course. But first, oh. let's start off with Djokovic's little section of the draw here. With Djokovic through Jensen Brooksby, who is somehow seeded in Roland Garros, despite I'm pretty sure only winning one clay match ever in his career. So, so uh, I'm going to be interested to see if Brooksby even wins against Pablo Cuevas, or if Cuevas can hit some some trick shots and get the best of them. But I feel like no wins should be penciled through for at least three wins this tournament. So he can add to that total, never catching Jimmy Connors though. Uh,
0: we also have Diego Schwartzman that no wins has to go through, uh, Diego Schwartzman known for really only being good on clay and also being shorter than most other people in the top 50. Uh, but I do think that Schwartzman will take Novak to four or five, uh, at least, and we'll give him a run for his money. FAA is also in this quarter. Uh, he's not a fantastic clay player, but he's actually been performing recently. Uh, he did take no, Novak to three in Rome, or yeah. And uh, Bodic is also in this section, uh, noted for me liking his name.
1: It's so an I, excellent I guess, name.
2: Yeah. Um, Interesting third-round clash here would be Dimitrov-Diego. I know they've played a couple times this clay season. Dimitrov most recently getting the best of Diego. So I wouldn't quite pencil Diego in as no-wins as fourth-round opponent yet because I think Dimitrov's been in scintillating form when he's not playing Stefanos.
1: He is basically... Yeah, I think that's the only man he keeps losing to, right?
2: Yeah. I think he's lost to him like every every tournament.
1: Yeah. And then the last time he got match points against him... So the natural progression is to beat Djokovic in straight sets at Roland Garros, I think.
2: Oh, yeah. This is obviously yes, going to that, happen. Let's pray that yeah. happens. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: I can't, I can't imagine Dimitrov, you know, ever choking away a league. That doesn't sound like him at all.
2: Uh, well, that's out of character. Okay, do we think <laughs> Aslan Karatsev would Can actually we? win a match? Oh, Qualify? <laughs> this is
0: tough. <laughs> I got quality. I think,
1: I think he's... He's going to plateau around the top 50. That's what I was expecting when he reached the Australian Open semifinals. And that seems to be what's happening with his career. Which, you know, that's nothing to sneeze at. He's a very solid player that had an insane peak and is now going to kind of settle to where his level has always been.
0: And bro's name is Aslan. That's also nothing to sneeze at. Uh, what a sick name. Named after the Lion from the, the Narnia series. That's crazy.
2: Well, yeah, that's, that's why he's the lion. <laughs> this lion is why.
1: Jesus himself, yeah.
2: But yeah, the weird thing about Aslan is, was he like, what was his peak before last year? Was he was he even like a top hundred player?
1: No, he was in a lot of um, challenges and um, qualifying. He there was a he'd never made a main draw of a slam. I'm pretty sure until um last year and then he just kind of jumped out of nowhere but i think that could be let down to like opportunity i think it's a really interesting indication of if you give the opportunities to like top 200 300 players to see what they can do sometimes they just jump out of nowhere and make a semi-final
2: oh yeah like uh uh certainly our least favorite american tennis player well there are are a lot of a lot of choices to choose from but tennis sandgren who oh my uh, unfortunately God. did reach up uh, two quarters at the aussie open and i years. hate
1: tennis sandgren so much <laughs> I'm so, i feel like i'm with my people well
0: that's why we have to change the person who's named tennis to tennis shop of, shop of olive so now now yeah, he's this tennis. is the
2: leading theory
1: i think that's a good call
0: and then we, we can make him dennis sandgren so they trade first names
2: <laughs> oh that'd be sick if he was dennis sandgren this man would have never even won a first-round match.
1: No. There would have been no predestined anything. But then
0: Tennis Shapovalov, that's a world number one name right there.
2: Well, when we go to the Cincy Open, I, I watched Chapo last year lose to our man Benoit Père. Uh, But yeah, everyone says, let's go tennis. So I feel like, at least in the States, there's already, you know, like a grassroots movement of people who have already changed his name from Dennis to tennis, at least in their minds. So... Exciting to see.
1: I'm happy yeah, to uh, continue it down here. So lovely. I've got
2: you. Let's go. So do we think FAA will make it to Rafa? Will he make it out of this little section with Opelka? I, th- I think that's, a, that's a, a lock.
0: Well, he has to do Opelka, and then Nadal has to go through Bodic. Uh, well,
2: interesting matchup here is Rafa versus Stan second round.
0: This is interesting. But could be Nadal's toughest matchup until FAA until he plays Fanini. Oh yeah, <laughs> Fanini.
1: It's a bit a bit tricky there. Um, and Nadal has a tough your... tr-
0: He does have a tough road.
1: French Open champion. Um, the guy that beat him at Monte Carlo next, and then probably what Bender Andics, who is obviously the Very best. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I mean. Maybe Uncle Tony isn't going to have to choose a side here. He might just have to just chill with Felix because Rafa loses in the first couple rounds. Oh, I hope not.
2: I don't know. But with how Rafa's been, how his form's been recently, I feel like Bodic or Funini could knock him out if he's moving Or hell, you know, Stan. as badly as he has been. Well, Stan, I don't know. Stan's not back yet. I, I think Stan, if you give if he Stan, Stan next recovers. year, I think he'll be better. Easy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's better than team, but I don't know. Stan I don't think is there yet. Fornini did take him out at the US Open, probably I think 2015, third round. So, could see a repeat of that. I think his third round match will be pretty tough though. I think Botic or Fornini, whoever it may be, will definitely get at least a set. I think Rafa will be pretty pushed before he even sees Novak.
0: And then he has or to Fe- potentially oh, man, face he's gotta play Felix after that. Felix too. and then and then he can play Djokovic, so he has to get through a lot of gates before he can Man. even play Novak.
1: My God, yeah, I I, mean, even, that's gotta even Djokovic's, go even Djokovic's like little bit is still brutal. Like Schwartzman on clay, he might not beat you, but he is going to break you at least a little bit.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely can see Schwarzman taking two off
2: Novak, at least, so, at, at least two. Brooks he can take a, a four. Player. I wouldn't sleep on Dimitrov either. I think I think he's a has a solid chance to get past Diego. Diego's clay season this year has probably been the worst he's had in a while. So I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if he turns it up at Roland Garros. But I mean, I feel like Diego's not really in good enough form to really push Novak.
0: Yeah, if Novak or uh, Nadal can make it and win the tournament, that would be very impressive tournament wins for both of them. Like very tough draws for them.
2: Well, what about FAA? Well, if, oh, if he boy, wins... FAA comes through.
0: Well, FAA, he he actually already won the tournament, so...
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, build the statue now.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, Rafa's statue is actually being torn down. It's just Which, Uncle Tony. He anoints the winner before each tourney.
0: Somehow Dominic team has higher odds to win this tournament than Diego Schwarzman. And Hubie. And Francis Tiafo. That's crazy.
2: What? Okay. So I guess moving on to quarter two, uh, this is with the the top seed in this one is actually redacted. We're not allowed to say his name here. Yeah, but he uh, probably easily named. my favorite of these first four players it has to be Seb Bias. So we can say his name, and then we got Davidovich-Fokina. So. I think does he he poses a a tough ask for redacted. In then I have him in I my quarters. He, so Ooh. okay.
1: I have, a, I have a good feeling about Davidovich Vekina this tournament. Well,
0: he has to be careful not to dive and get injured. So this is something to look out for. for do, do not
1: take that man's passion from him. That is, <laughs> that is what he lives for.
0: If there is something that he can do. die for, he will do it, to say the wow. least.
2: And then we do have the old uh, little American section here with John Isner and Fritz is the high man. And also Michael Moe who definitely should not be in the tournament. But I think Fritz comes out of that pretty unscathed. But he has been injured, so who knows. And then we have the next little section, match of the century, Ugo Dalian and Dominic Team. Uh, we'll see a lot of big grunts in that one. So who, who knows what happens there. And then Nori and Hachinov for the high seeds. I, I think Team has a – he is a solid draw. Hachinov's been in pretty bad form. Obviously Team hasn't won a match. And basically forever. But I think he's pretty much set up as well as he could possibly be with it being best of five and how That's well he I performs at well. Roland Garros. Yeah.
0: Well, you can't sleep then, on Hugo Daly and this man will, will scream at uh, you until you lose. Hindrance. <laughs> he should get one.
2: And then, yeah, moving on to the, the last part of this quarter, we have The Real Deal as well as Seb Corda. Yeah, Tanasi, my tenasi, man. Is, yeah. yeah. is gonna be Ramos Vignalist pretty well, easily, I
0: think. Tanasi is actually famous for being the only tennis player who can get bitches, I think. Yeah, th- this is true. This is I've true. heard that he, Stan that he knows did about bang this.
1: someone's girlfriend, yeah. <laughs> and he was yeah. sorry to tell you, mate, so that's nice.
2: Yes, at least uh Kyrgios was regrettable in that statement, but yes. it was one that needed to be made for sure. But interesting matchup here with uh Seb and the real deal, potentially playing in the third round. Seb is the only man to beat Carlitos on clay thus far this, this season. season. Yeah,
0: that is insane. But, uh, insane statistic. Yeah,
2: but Seb, uh, he he's a pretty good choker too. I would not, I yeah. put him top three mental midgets honestly. So, I think Carlos has a pretty pretty easy path there. Yeah, I think. I
1: mean, yeah, I wonder what Milman could do to Corda if Corda is feeling choky. Milman is the kind of guy that will not perform the heimlich maneuver so to speak he will kill you if you hesitate
0: well australians are actually famous for not being mental midgets so this would definitely be the case Uh, i
1: mean i feel like kyrgios might challenge that perception but
0: well i actually love kyrgios because he doesn't want to play tennis so (laughs) i feel like the people that want to play tennis the least are always the most lovable characters
1: Kyrios and bublik, yeah, absolutely.
2: And in, in the yeah, I I think Carlitos Nori is pretty safe bet here, unless I don't know team catches fire. But this is a pretty, I mean, obviously we have Zverev at the top, but obvi- you know he's never beaten a top ten player. I don't expect that to happen here. So I, I think the real deal is a pretty safe bet to go on through to this one and face either no wins or Rafa. But then are, we have go ahead. There
1: are no top. 10 people, like, in his little bit before allegedly Carlos. Yeah,
2: because... maybe maybe they're setting it up for him to...
1: Yeah, it's it's a pretty chill draw for him, I think, until Alcaraz slash um, Corda/ slash um, Kokonakis. I
2: don't yeah. know, Zverev can lose to anyone. Like, I think oh, Baez absolutely. could beat him. I think Alejandro could beat him. I don't know. I, I what about think... Nakashima? Nakashima Nakashima's so overhyped, I gotta say. I don't really know why people like him so much. like I've
0: never seen this. I know man he's play. only
2: twenty or whatever, but I feel like most of the other you know next gen players have kind of already broken through somewhat, and he hasn't really yet. Yeah
0: Carlitos but, and Rune are the future future of the sport well,
2: yeah. they gotta be and then moving on to the third quarter. Where does this start?
0: Oh, the the hardcore oh, specialist,
2: hardcore specialist Casper Rude, playing Joe Wilfried Sanga oh, in likely his he final match. To retire ever. Joe Wilfried I Saga. assume Rude That's, gets the best of him. Uh,
1: That's pretty,
0: yeah. My internet definitely yeah. relayed all of those things that you said to me, Logan. So.
2: Well, we, we were on. talking about Rude and Tsonga. So this is Tsonga's oh, final tournament ever, and you know Sanga a lot of great memories of him. Uh, Twenty eleven. U.S. Open quarters against Roger. come back from two sets to love down. And then his subsequent match with Novak in the semis. Very memorable. Obviously his run at the Aussie Open back in 08, right? To the final. Thrashed Rafa in the semis. Just lovable guy. You know, he he hits the dives as well. No backhand, but he does pull out the 1-E occasionally. So it'll be sad to see Sanga go. Hopefully hardcourt specialist Casper Nice turns up. And yeah. Can get Sanga a couple more in there. <clears throat> but then oh. we also have Sanego. Yay! In there. No! 32 seed, the final seed in this one. Uh, definitely don't think he has much working for him here. He's been in pretty bad form, I think. So I like Rude to make it out there. And then here we go our boy Francis Tiafo and Hubert Horcats. A big foe. Go fan. Go fan. I don't know. Go fan's been playing really well.
1: I can't I feel see like that's getting to tear up tear for the way he's been playing on clay. Like There's a couple little clay guys there, like um, Pablo Andujar and stuff, that could, I reckon could give him a bit of a tricky go. And who knows who the qualifier shall be that he'll have to play.
0: Oh, quality, the you point know, well taken. pretty pretty easy to David beat. David Govan's a
2: dark horse right there with yeah, match points against Rafa.
1: Although, he is going to face my current favorite player, who is Benjamin Bonsai. Um, Okay. We kind of, my friends and I started following him as a joke, and it's not a joke anymore.
0: Well, he he does have an excellent name, but... Yeah. uh, So,
1: he's going to play Francis in the first round. So, I'm going to apologize to Benny and say you are probably going to lose.
0: Well, Benjamin, uh, unfortunately, does have to go up against, in the first round, notable fun ha- haver, Francis Tiafoe, uh, who distracted Sinner with the amount of fun that he had on the court. Uh-
1: Sinner had never seen fun before in his life. He was very confused.
2: Yes. So I guess let's get a top three things about Benjamin Banzai first.
0: Yeah, from from a fan.
1: Um. He plays a lot of challenges instead of going into qualifiers for Masters, which I think is fascinating. He's French, and he is fine. I don't really know much about him. We just kind of picked him as a joke because we all hate each other's favorite players.
0: Well, based on what you said, this man is sounding a lot like a French Jack sock. so... We can get That's behind this I man. That's what I would describe him as. Yeah. We can get behind this man. In fact,
1: man. Bon- bonsai is French for sock. So,
0: well, there oh, you no have
2: way.
1: it. It's not. Oh, it's, oh my gosh! It's not. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what it means.
2: That would be funny though. I know. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I guess this is probably you know one of the matchups sleeper picks that uh, only if you're listening to us that you tune into Francis Tiafo, obviously fan favorite. It. Every single tournament versus fan favorite of Jess from R Slash Tennis.
1: And, and people who live in Melbourne and have decided that they like.
0: Melbourne's Benjamin favorite Bonsai. player, Benjamin Bonzi. Yes,
1: that's how I would describe him. Yes, definitely. Against
0: the in, the whole rest of the world's favorite player, Francis Diafo. Uh,
2: well, they yeah. do say Melbourne versus everyone, so I guess we'll finally see that play out.
1: That's that's my, my man, my man Benny, Benny Bonzi.
0: Well, he has okay, to, he has so to win now.
2: we got Shapovalov and then Demonor, but I, I I, think we got, say it for me.
0: <laughs> Olga Rune?
2: Olga <laughs> Yeah, say that. Rune? Rune. Okay, well, I think Rune, I think he's going to make his first major fourth round is, is my prediction. I think he's getting the best of Dennis. tennis Shapovalov. Unless he changes his name here, but and then we get to the old the section of interest with Stefanos, Filosipas, and also Dan Evans.
0: Yeah, Stefanos noted noted Twitter user.
2: Uh, yeah, one of the Twitter users of all time for sure. Yes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is the, probably the part where I confess that I am a shameless Sitsipas fan. I think that. His Twitter is terrible, but I want him to never stop.
0: I think his Twitter's hilarious, and I think he should keep going. I think that absolutely. He, I think that if he gets a different coach, then he becomes one of the more likable people on tour. Uh, Agreed. And th- I I want to like Titi Pass so bad, but I just can't right now, unfortunately. Until until he changes his habits of party time.
1: He has not had a toilet break. <laughs> for quite some time.
0: Yeah, it's been
2: well, it's, it's been quite a whole it's a whole two tournaments since uh, the Carlitos uh, well controversy. I, I think
0: he's he's actually going to stop because he actually got penalized for it. Uh,
2: <laughs> they used the Titi pass rule against him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the Titi pass hammer.
1: I think that Titi pass's um feelings towards Alcaraz fascinate me. He thinks he's the coolest guy ever but at the same time, the second they play, he just turns into a 14-year-old. And that is fascinating to me, and I hope they make the final together, and it's just ridiculous.
2: Well, this is also a lot like uh, Stefanos on the court versus Stefanos on, on Twitter, Twitter. Because on the court, his, his tennis game, you know, love, love his tennis game. Really, really fun to watch. And then there's Stefanos, you know, the person who's getting ratioed on Twitter by Andy Murray, uh, saying... uh, We will go through the stat tweets of today, which are of note, but... (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, yeah. Also, I I just feel like if he gets rid of Apostolos, he will shoot so far up in, like, my list of players I like. I think if he gets himself a real coach, yeah. yeah.
1: He may lose the DILF factor, but he will find a better
2: coach. Wait, he's got Musetti first round? Okay, that could be entertaining. I didn't even realise that.
1: Musetti's a bit out of... Um, I don't want to say out of shape. That's not the word I meant to say. He he's, hasn't been performing what would be expected of him after last year's clay season. So I'm not sure what Musetti will show up. If it'll be the Musetti that retires after two sets or um, the guy that kind of looks great against Djokovic for... Two and a half sets, but we shall see.
2: I feel like those are kind of the same player because Musetti against Novak won the first two sets and then proceeded to stop trying. And he retired for the fans. (laughs) Yeah, he He retired because he didn't want to play anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Public moment. Public (laughs) moment. Yeah. (laughs) So I I feel like Steph Musetti could be an interesting match, but obviously heavy favorite will be. Stefanos from from this quarter really don't think anyone could challenge him. I mean, he's just he's been doing everything right. I gotta say. And then we move into the the final quarter, which I mean that this one just looks like you know maybe like a 250 in Saint Petersburg or something. But high seeds in this one are Medvedev and Rublev. Noted clay court specialist Daniel Medvedev. But uh, yeah. So starting yeah, he, off with he Rublev's l- section. He loves
0: playing on this surface.
2: I cannot play on this surface. But uh, probably most interesting match in this little section. It's got to be Benoit Pair versus Ilya Ivashka. Big fans of Benoit Pair here. This man hates tennis, which I yeah. find quite commendable. Benoit And I think he's one points, of the French people we like. Skill Other points. Yeah. Style Benoit points. goes for style points. Yeah,
0: Yeah, Benoit style points Pair, as we call him here on the podcast. Took me a couple tries to get his name right. But Benoit up there as one of the best. Of all time.
2: So what Benoit usually does is his ranking will tank until the slam, and then he'll try during the slam, and he'll get to, like, the third round, and then he'll be, like, top 40 for the rest of the year. So do we think he has another run in him? I mean, he's only got Ivashka and then a terribly out-of-form Garin or Tommy Paul, who's seeded in a clay court grand slam somehow. So I feel like Benoit could do something here. What are we thinking? Yeah. I,
1: I think he'll lose to Iveshka. I got Benoit, <laughs> and
0: the- I got Benoit in the finals. Oh, okay. Easy. Is it, he actually is, is he? best player on this half.
2: Oh yeah, I think so too. But I think Ivashka clips him first round. But Boe makes it out because we love Boe here. He beats Tommy Paul in the matchup of Boe versus Mini Boe. And then oh man, we have Sinner who is just notable for being boring and for some reason really well liked by people. And then Basilius Vili who is actually not, not well-liked for being a terrible person. But Sinner should breeze through that, I think. That's a very easy section. Then here we got PCB and Chilich. I feel like PCB makes that through pretty unscathed. But Chilich has been – he had a like good start to the clay season. But since then, kind of fallen off. And then the final section, we have Daniel Medvedev, definitely one of the clay players of our time. And then Bublik is also in this one, as well as Katsmanovich. So really, the meme potential off the charts for this little section, especially yeah. if we get Bublik Medvedev.
0: Yeah, the Bublik Medvedev rematch after the the c- catastrophic call. Uh, <laughs> uh, where was that? Toronto?
2: Montreal or Toronto? Yeah, one of those. I think it
0: was Toronto. I was I was rewatching that match the other day because of the the hilarious call and that. Hindrance.
2: Yeah, <laughs> part two could be crazy.
0: Yeah. I would love to see this on clay, where Daniil begs to get defaulted,
2: and Bublik begs to quit before the match starts as well. This could be they a crazy They both try match. and
1: retire at the yeah. exact same time. <laughs> 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 it's like, sorry guys, one of you needs to to progress. I'm really sorry. Just draw straws, paper, yeah, rocks, it, paper, scissors. If
0: either of them, the, the loser of that that match would be the the true winner. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, whoever withdraws. The person who gets the walkover could just withdraw from the next round after they collect <laughs> the prize money. <laughs> so they might need to really maybe play FIFA for who wins. That might be something they'd be more up to. I don't know. Oh,
0: yeah. Daniel, no, better at FIFA than he is at tennis. Uh, would easily kick my ass at FIFA.
2: So I think Kozmanovic makes it through there, though. I think he's probably been the best clay quarter of these, these hooligans. Yeah, that
0: bottom little 16th.
2: 16th. And then for this quarter, this one's kind of weird.
0: Yeah, well, it starts with so Rublev get, or no? Yeah, it's got Boy. Yeah.
2: It starts with Boy. So I think it's probably going to be Boy or Sinner. I, I like Sinner to make it out.
0: I, I think I think in my my bracket that I filled out earlier today, I had Sinner coming out of this quarter. Un- okay. uh, much to my dismay, but...
1: I think I'm going to stick with Rublev. I just think that his losses on clay haven't been terrible. I think the people that he's been losing to, he won't have to face until like quite late. In... I'm actually going to check his results now because I'm saying this out loud and I'm not sure. Is it Italian Open? Oh, Krayanovich. Oh, that's not that great.
2: Oh man, he got smacked by Krayanovich.
1: But then it was like Sitsa pass, Sinner. Oh no, Sinner. Okay, maybe Sinner's going to make it out.
2: Well, at least he beat Novak, which was one of the best things you can do, honestly.
0: Oh, bageled that man, Especially too.
1: Especially in, in Serbia.
0: With the bagel to wrap it up. Ma- made Novak so mad he had to throw his racket at his own name.
2: Took a trip to, to Iga's Bakery for that one. but Yeah. So, now that we have... We have definitely Stefanos coming out of the one quarter. Definitely Carlitos. And then either Sinner or Bueh. I don't know. In the
0: bottom quarter. I feel
2: like Sinner is probably going to make it out, but we'll see. Much to the dismay of people who like having fun. And then, man, I I feel like no wins takes this over Rafa in the top. But I don't know. How many times have we said that and Rafa turns it up?
1: He'll come out in a wheelchair and then two minutes later –
0: Um, And wheelchair tennis would go crazy. Wheelchair versus (laughs) 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 non-wheelchair.
2: You actually have to volley every ball if you're not in the wheelchair. (laughs) The great equalizer.
0: Yeah, I mean, in my mind, there are like four, five reasonable finals, and almost all of them have Stefanos in there. So I think Stefanos is a great pick. For the finals.
1: Agreed. um The two semi finalists he could face are. Uh, uh, wait. Yeah, semi. It's it's Sinner or it's Rublev, and he
0: has a good record against them yeah.
1: both. Yeah, especially on Clay. I can't see him losing to them. All those st- or even Medvedev.
0: Medvedev, yeah, is not Medvedev could make it out if he doesn't retire. Uh, if, or get, if get Clay defaulted. If
1: Medvedev shows up, yeah, Clay who Vedev. knows what could happen.
0: I actually, my my pick is Medvedev gets defaulted in somewhere in the second or third round.
2: Uh, what did you per- do this time?
0: Well, he had another racism incident.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> okay, well there you have it, the Oracle. Daniel Medvedev gets defaulted for racism part two, is actually going to occur. But oh,
1: uh, yeah, I. I could imagine him like attacking a fan like maybe not physically <laughs> no
2: malice at like... the palace malice at the palace that'd be, that'd be nice yeah I want to see it's, I want to see
0: Medvedev in a brawl man. this man has such lanky arms I, I, I wonder how he would hold himself in, in in a brawl if it would come down to this
2: yeah, but we are top three ATP MMA fighters who would you take?
0: I think Tsitsipas is a very good pick for an MMA fighter. Unironically, uh, how? Well, he would confuse them with his his tactics, and then uh, wrap his hair around their neck. Ra- wrap his hair around their neck. That's a See, win. Should
2: we just hide in the bathroom before the fight actually happens? Uh, give me obvious.
0: Zverev. He does have combat experience.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> but which division?
2: <laughs> which division? Oh man. Well Zverev definitely is lying about his weight. There's no no way this man is what is he listed at? Okay, one ninety eight. Ninety kilos. Yeah, give it give me this man's probably like I don't know. What what do you think? If you look at a man, one Zverev, what what do you think he weighs?
0: I feel like he's like one ninety two hundred.
2: Okay. Well I think he gets defaulted at the weigh in for oh, not picking the weight limit.
0: Yeah, uh, and then give me so. Diego Schwartzmann in the featherweight class. This man oh, is taking names uh, easily. Yeah, and
1: it, he's he's just full of um, like barely temp down rage sometimes. Yeah. I can see him. Yeah,
0: I mean, he definitely wins if you let him wear the backwards cap. If you disallow this, then I don't know what happens. It's a it's a who, it's a coin toss. Who to would us.
1: stop him?
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, that's true. Because he would just destroy anyone in his path. G- Wait, good have, point.
2: His only competition would be Seb Baez in the, in that weight division, right? So I feel well, like he'd fly through that challenge.
0: Yeah, that, that's true. Uh, but if in a brawl between Zverev and Titi Pass, I think I have Titi Pass. Actually, oh, take, I take I take that back. Zverev he does have combat experience. I I said that once. I'll say it again.
1: And he hates it so fast. I yeah. He would be very happy to. It would be very angel face in Fight Club. He would just want to destroy something beautiful.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
2: So you, who anyway, do you take?
1: You think I think I think Stephanos out of can... all of them, it's Stan. Stan.
2: Stan for M- oh. Stan. Oh. Stan, MMA. Oh, Stan, MMA Stan. Stand?
1: Have you seen Stan? He is like of course old I've seen. school. Bok. I know. Really ever. Um he's like, no, never old seen school, this man like, what does he look like? would would knock you the hell out. I, I would back Stan in a fight,
2: yeah, I feel like Stan has that like dad strength, yeah, but also simultaneously being ripped. It's like you know he he can pick whichever strength to tap into that he wants exactly. I feel like Karatza is being slept on here.
1: oh, good point.
2: Or Marcos... No, Just give me turn. Marcos Girón. That man is built.
0: Live picture of Stan Vavrinka in the Zoom.
2: In the Zoom. Let's see. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking of. Excellent.
2: <laughs> okay, Let's go. No. Stan is... Stan's the clear champion here. But give me Carlitos as well. I feel like...
0: Carlitos is built. That man is crazy. Yeah, that
2: man is ripped and maybe maybe Gael Monfils just because he's easily the best athlete on the tour
0: I think if Medvedev like just spins around in a circle really fast no one can get close to him so
2: oh man yeah Underrated. that could be brutal here. Yeah. Never, never thought of that so yeah what if if the draw was based off of who wins in a fight who are we take
0: well, I got the finals, uh Hmm. I think the final would have to be Big Foe from the bottom half. And as we said earlier, Stan in the top half.
2: Stan take a home, top odds. Yeah. I would
0: pay
1: to watch that.
0: Yeah, I mean I would too. I and I, I would pay to watch uh I'd pay to watch them just like s- stare at each other meanly. This is—they don't even have to brawl.
2: I feel like Big Foe's got to have the best mean mug out of those two, though.
0: Easily, easily. But will Big Foe bust it out? Is he too nice?
2: That is true. The question. This is one of his flaws: is that he's too nice.
0: Although, when it's winning time, anything goes.
2: Yeah, when he's down match point, he's actually more likely to win. All right, so let's let's get our let's get our semi finalists. And then our picks for the winner. So, Jan, you want to go ahead?
0: Yeah, um, I think for the first quarter, I have Novak coming out of that. Um, Second quarter, I got Carlitos. Third quarter, I got Stefanos. And fourth quarter, I have Yannick Sinner. And I got, in the final, Novak versus Stefanos with Novak winning. I think the winner of the top half is more than likely gonna be the tournament winner. All all in all.
2: Yeah, I've got the I've got the same semis, I have the same finals. I don't know who's I feel like there's a lot of confounding variables. Like if Steph just breezes through his draw and like doesn't drop a set and he's been on court like half the amount of time as Novak I feel like he has a real good shot at it, if that's what it ends up being. But I do oh, think like it'll be Novak, a, stuff. Toss-up. A, up a match
0: of, like, your, like, Stefanos having Breeze through it, he's just so much more fresh. Yeah, I could see that.
2: But I don't know. Novak's okay. a terrifying man, so I'll probably pick him. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. His ghost. Yeah, the ghost of Novak.
1: Right. Okay, I'm going to go a little different from you guys because I have no skin in this game. So I'm going to say that Nadal makes it out of the first quarter. Um respectable. I'm going to say something's going to happen to Alcaraz early on and no the way. person that will make it out of that quarter will be let me just pick someone. Um I just think I'm just worried about Alcaraz with like Kokonakis and Korda and possibly even Cameron Norrie, who's a bit weirdly tricky. Um I could see zverev coming out of it without having to beat a top 10 player or even um yeah no yeah without without
0: carlitos the the second quarter is really really easy for sasha
1: um i'm i'm still gonna go with alcaraz because i hate zverev so much i cannot with good conscience put him in the semi-final
0: this is
2: an excellent pick great choice yeah
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was like, oh, like, oh, maybe I should put Zverev. No way, I hate him. I cannot do that to myself. Yeah. Um, what about
2: ADF though? He he could house Zverev. Oh, or...
0: Davidovich. Yeah, I think Davidovich.
1: I I would love for him to make the semifinal. I just can't see it happening currently. I think he's he, he, improving.
0: He will beat Zverev with a dive winner to win the match.
1: <laughs> yes, and then lose to Alcaraz in straight sets. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds good to me. Um, then the next quarter, definitely Pass and Rublev. The semis will be Nadal, Alcaraz, which Alcaraz will win. The bottom will be Sitsipas and um, Rublev, which Tsitsipas will win. And then I think Alcaraz beats Sitsipas in the final.
0: It's crazy that you brought up the prediction that Carlitos, or Chuck as my dad calls him, will lose in the final. The- early stages of the tournament, because this is also what my dad predicted. Insane. like ma- Either like he will my-
1: lose early, or he will win the whole thing. I cannot see anything in between.
0: Yeah, okay. I think... It, I still maintain that the winner of the first half I think has the best chance to win the tournament, all in all.
2: You mean the first quarter? Rafa, Noe, or... No, first, first half. half. Like, it between... Play I mean, Stephanos.
0: yeah. Whoever plays Stefanos. Stefanos is a lock for me, for the finalist.
2: Okay, well, there you have it. I
1: can losing, but, yeah.
2: So, I guess he real quick,
1: sick, be quirky.
2: what are your thoughts on Davidovich Fokina's hair? Because uh, this has actually been Ugly. the topic of contention. Is it good or bad?
1: I like it. I think it suits him. And I think he's happy with it, and that's the most important thing. I like the fact that he's very, very blonde but also very, very Spanish, but also very, very Russian. And I think that he's he's a good-looking man with hair that he likes, and that's the most important thing.
2: Yeah, the fact that everyone good at tennis is Russian to some degree, is one of the most underrated facts about Russia, I got to say. Maybe their number and, one yeah. fact is that they're really good at tennis.
0: And it's crazy that we've already established the blonde hair to Jess liking them pipeline. This is mm. in- insane. <laughs>
2: I'm afraid,
1: I'm I'm not a blonde, I i don't know, maybe if they're blonde, I can ignore the fact that I find them attractive, because I'm not interested in blondes, interesting. Hmm.
0: Interesting, interesting.
1: I, am I just, dis- I'm discovering new things about myself today, this is good. Um, a therapeutic
0: podcast.
1: Yes, absolutely, bringing the feminine energy of am I attracted to blondes to your podcast.
0: Well, yeah, Much we needed had to energy. it.
2: Yeah. So... I guess moving on from that, we, we have two picks for no wins and then one for Carlitos. Hopefully Jess is right and Carlitos does take home the hardware. But uh, let, let's take a short break here and move into the Stefanos Pass tweets of the day. So big one today from 4.15 a.m. It's surprising to me that books don't have advertisements between chapters these days. So I guess what are your thoughts on this? Uh, is this something that you could see implemented? Do you think Stefanos has, has finally made one on the mark here? Or is he just as off his rocker as usual?
0: Well, I think Stefanos has not yet heard about the Kindle. Because this is actually the case in the, in the Kindle. Where there are advertisements in the book. Uh, and whenever you unlock the Kindle, there's an ad there. So I think he should uh, actually delete this tweet. Because he's wrong. Because it already exists.
1: He also hasn't heard of the concept of magazines Ooh. or newspapers, which do have advertisements in them. So, um, Steph,
0: yeah, love I love you. Retire, please. But
1: maybe just like stick to really cute, wholesome um, tweets about lavender and.
2: But
0: um, to be fair, we do appreciate just, yeah. the uh, anti-advertisement sentiment from him. Uh, We all hate advertisements, at least I hope we all do, uh, because they are very burdensome.
2: So I guess something that Stephanos, I I feel like this man was somehow envisioning a book in which like a video advert would play in the middle of each chapter. I feel like he didn't actually consider the the magazine or newspaper uh, point of view. But uh, I guess to Stephanos, I'd want to ask how he thinks these would be implemented and why he thinks people wouldn't just turn the page. And not look at them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, you ha- uh, it, the book locks. You have to watch <laughs> it. Locks. You have to <laughs> watch it. Yeah. Smart books in You can in only skip
1: off the 15 seconds. Yeah.
2: So, I, and then moving on to the next Stefano's tweet. This one's much more popular. thousand likes on this one. If schools taught actual important life skills like personal finance, relationship values, survival skills, cooking, mental health, sustainable living, or how to make and build things, we'd be living better. And that's just facts. Wow. What a strong ending there. What are our thoughts on this one?
1: Man went to school for maybe three days total in his life, and he's telling us how to run a school.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess... uh, School should teach more tennis so everyone could could be good at tennis. And that's straight facts.
2: Yeah, so for Stephanos on this one, uh, at least for the American school system, I think he's kind of hit the nail on the head here. But uh, despite actually never going to school, he somehow knows more about the American school system than most people who have gone there for decades. So uh, surprisingly on point, I think Stephanos is actually one of the more underrated socialist characters of Tennis, I feel like he's you know he his heart's definitely in the right place with these, but you know he he's got some ways to improve here
0: yeah i I agree he he definitely seems to be trending in the right direction that's why uh I want to like him so bad, but uh back going back to the tweet, he said that he s- schools do not teach cooking, my school actually did teach cooking, so i I did get this. Uh, as a part of my schooling.
2: Well, my school did not. Teach I also ideas.
1: got. I got taught most of those things that he listed, like mental health and whatever else he said. Yeah, I, I, I did all of those things.
0: I didn't do um, mental health and sustainable living and building things. Oh
1: no. But uh. Oh, I built things.
0: I did not do this. I
1: built. I built a spice rack one time.
0: Ooh, spicy. <laughs> uh.
1: It was really bad.
0: But yeah, personal finance, relationship values, uh, we did not do survival skills, but cooking, mental health, and similar things of that nature were taught at my school. So I guess that's just the uh, Cincinnati, Ohio way of life.
2: Well, I'm I'm 0 for 7 on these because I live in yeah. Pawnee, but uh, I think this is actually a reflection of uh, the American school system being one of the worst in the world. So shout out for Stephanos for exposing this fact. And yeah, then big our, shout our final Stephanos. one of we the want day to love you. true happiness is in flipping your pillow to the cold side
1: he's right hmm. and he should say it
0: well I feel like I've actually heard this word for word uh, on my mom's Pinterest board so or like, Look, uh, like have
1: you seen your mom and Stefanos in the same room
0: that's what I'm saying because I haven't seen Stefanos in any room. I've only ever, ever seen him on the court. So.
2: Yeah, Stefanos is the wine mom of the ATP. But uh, I, I think one of the things Stefanos actually forgot to mention is that when you flip your pillow to the other side, uh, usually it has a different shape. And this is actually one of the best things about flipping your pillow to the other side. You, you get kind of that, that different textural you know, feeling as well. So, Stefano's on point. I'd say he went probably two for three today, right? So, good, good well, hit rate I, for this I one. got
0: two and a half or three because he, he went with the anti-ad sentiments. Okay. Although, I do have to disagree with the take about the pillow being a different shape. For me, it's the exact same. I guess it's because I like my pillows to be a bit more firm uh, rather than soft. So... Okay, so
1: my pillows are all memory foam, so exactly. they do adjust. Yes. Exactly. And kind of stick to their shape.
2: Well, this is a this is honestly a brand new concept for me. So my pillow is like squished up against the wall, so it kind of deforms, and then you have to get it back into shape by flipping it over. So. Well, Lo- Logan right, has just learned
0: about memory foam the other day, so this is actually <laughs> a oh. very new concept to this man.
1: Welcome to luxury, my friend. Oh, you'll never <laughs> live. A- day without memory foam for the rest
2: of your life well i've already lived how many days has it been i've lived like four days without it since then i I need to get some oh you
1: should get one (laughs)
2: yeah so Stefano's coming through with a b grade for today 83 percent 2.5 out of three one of his best performances in quite some time i gotta say so definitely good things coming from this man on the bezos oh god no elon platform unfortunately but uh yeah (laughs) moving on (laughs) We do have the women's draw as well. So let's go ahead and get that pulled up.
0: Well, just to preface the draw, I don't think there's any stopping Iga from winning this tournament. Uh, She's just on fire. She may go the whole tournament without dropping a game.
2: A game? I think she she probably won't drop more than like four games in a set. I think that's pretty safe. But Jess, if you want to go ahead and take this through, through the draw... I know you're definitely more knowledgeable on sure. WTA than we are.
1: I, I sure. Okay. Um. So, our little first um, quarter. The top seeds here are. Um, it's Fiontek and uh, Pliskova, and then in there that is a bit interesting. Simona Halep being a bit of a floater there with a lower seeding than usual could cause problems for Svantec quite early on. I think um, in the, what is it, the fourth round? She could get a little bit tricky. Um, as well as Ostapenko, depending on which Ostapenko actually shows up. Uh, as well as Jessica Fagula, who has had a quite a good little run recently. Um, that's the kind of the top quarter, is anyone else there? particularly standing out, not really. Um, the next quarter you have Paula Vadosa and Ariana Sabalenka. Um, highlights there include... Uh, seeing what Daniel Collins is like, if she's actually um, injured or if she's feeling a little bit better. Um, yeah, I could see... That looks like a quite a good quarter for... Paula Pedosa I can't see her losing depending on how she's feeling she's had a little bit of injury issues lately but I could see her coming through that quarter quite easily um the next quarter this is this is this quarter is your equivalent of the first quarter in the men's draw you've got Angeber at the top Maria Sacri at the bottom in the middle you've got Kerber You've got Radicani, you've got Benchit, you've got Fernandez, Anna Samova, Neryo Osaka, which oh is a God. first round match, by the way. Neryo Osaka and Amanda Anna Samova—that is insane.
2: Wow. Like and Andrascu too. They
1: screwed. Yeah, it that quarter is absurd, <laughs> and <laughs> the, I don't know what's going to happen there, but I think the finalists will come out of that quarter.
0: And then your bottom quarter, you
1: have Kontovate and Pradjikova, neither of whom has been particularly in form lately. Um, Other highlights include Azarenka, um, Muguruza playing Kaya Kanepi, who is a seed killer. So Mugu is done first round, I think. Um, Hadad Maya has had quite an interesting little run as well lately. Um, And Coco Goff, who I think should be able to take advantage of the section she's in um, yeah that's the basically the draw for the women's um, discuss how many games will she lose um, what will Anver do how many drop shots will she hit discuss
0: well, well yes yeah, Shitech Sh- as I said earlier not dropping a single game or a point uh, <laughs> she's going immaculate games every single one all the way through uh no. But I I would be surprised if she lost more than three sets throughout the the duration of the tournament, and I'd be even more surprised if she lost at any point, especially early on. But I guess Halep could give Iga a run for her money, or uh, JPEG. You know, we love JPEG.
1: Jessica Solidarity, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, so... Uh, I don't have
0: many formed opinions about the WTA, I just... Know who I like, what characters I like.
2: I feel like if, if a single Iga set got to 7-5, that would be honestly something I, I can't see happening. But uh, I feel like after Iga wins the tournament, she's going to play Rafa and also beat him and then just be like the Roland Garros champion. So this is definitely going to happen. But man, that I cannot get over that one quarter. That's like, like, if that was just straight up, what would this be? Just the third round of a Grand Slam, like ah, that would be totally believable, and the fact that they have distilled that all down into a quarter is uh pretty pretty yeah. crazy. that's
1: kind of an interesting thing with WTA at the moment. Is there's good players kind of scattered around the top fifty, and then they tend to face each other quite early, um, which doesn't really happen in men's tennis because men's tennis, your top players are your top players, you know. Yeah. Is that
2: men's tennis seems which, yeah,
1: which is. I think there's benefits to both. Um, I think it's fun that you do and you don't know who's going to win, except, you know, we do know who's going to win this, um, but I think there's um, room for both of them in tennis and men's will become more, more and more unpredictable as um, our boys, Rafa and the other guys retire so you yeah. could imagine it becoming more and more like women's tennis.
2: Well, something to add yeah. as women tennis is that the the WTA yes. is a significantly better organization than the ATP just in in every way imaginable. Like uh their stance on China, their stance on prize money, their stance on Wimbledon points just uh, definitely they they've got it together a lot in the ATP. So if the ATP could strive to be more like them, that would be certainly an improvement to be had yeah
1: i absolutely agree you can't imagine um wta not investigating a claim of domestic abuse until um, there were starting to be threats of more um, victims coming out which is why they're investigating Zverev.
2: yeah i feel like what they've done with atp what they've done with pretty much every major issue has been just abhorrent on their end yeah
1: the wrong call
2: I I've, I've... yeah.
1: Like, I don't know how you can make so many yeah. bad calls, guys. We
0: need to get the R- Riley Opelka Players Union started, I think, as well as also some change-ups in the higher-ups there. Uh, but in terms of the draw for women, I'm looking forward to seeing what Emma Raducanu can do because I do like her as a player, but unfortunately she's had a poor run of form for the past, since the U.S. Open, Um yeah, but I like her. I'm looking forward to see how far she can go. I this think tournament. Kerber takes her. Hopefully, she turns round. it on for the for the she French. She
2: even makes it there, but uh, I think Ons Jabeur. Yeah,
0: qua- Qualify could get her.
2: I think Ons Jabeur has probably been in the best form, besides Iga Swiatek, but they're in the same half, right?
1: No, so Ons is, is in the
2: Ons is the top seed in the third quarter, right? Okay. So Yes. No. have to play. Oh no, sorry. It's uh,
0: Sakari. Yeah.
1: But she's she's on like I'm looking at the draw, she's on the top. Yeah,
0: she's she's the n- yeah. she's equivalent to the number 1 on a regular bracket where it would be placed.
2: Okay. So yeah, things I'd be looking out for I like you said, I think the final will come from that little section in there. But uh Yeah. I think it's going to be either Jabir or Sakuri representing the bottom half.
1: Don't, 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 don't play with my heart I, like that. Sakuri making a final. Unheard of. No, I can't, I can't see it happening. I want it to happen more than anything, but I just, I can see her playing like Anna Samova and having match point and then losing.
2: So what, what do you think is the next step forward for Sakuri in terms of not being a mental midget?
1: New coach. New coach. Massive, massive, uh, massive overhaul. I mean, I like Tom Hill. I think he's a very good coach, and he's gotten to her above where anyone thought she would get to. She was always supposed to be, like, a 20-something ranked player, and now she's in the top four. But she's still not winning titles. What's missing? Is it a coach? Is it a sports psychologist? Is it both of those things? Does she just need to, to like, go to a... I don't know, like a retreat somewhere. She and needs to see a
0: hypnotist, I think. This would be...
1: Maybe. A... Just like, hypnotize her. You are one of the best players in the world. You can finish matches.
0: Or just make her think that whenever it's like... She's in a pressure point. She just thinks it's love, love. It's Yafo mentality. Yeah.
2: But, uh... <laughs> yeah. Who would I say? I was gonna say something. Completely forgot it, so... Yeah, that's that's a thing. Mm-hmm.
0: That's a that's great, a great point. point. I agree. Yeah, uh, do we want to go over the uh, Vegas odds for both I think we have tournaments? To. All right. That sounds fun. So for the men's, we have Novak as the Vegas favorite, with Carlos Alcaraz shortly behind, and uh, Rafael Nadal and Pass are both pretty solid candidates. And then there's a, a pretty significant drop off after this point with uh, Zverev and Rude in the same atmosphere and another drop off with Sinner, Daniil, Bueh and FAA in the next little section so that is what Vegas thinks the uh, the winners of this tournament so could be. I was be. going
2: to bet on anyone uh, I think the as much as I hate to say it the Zverev and the Sinner odds are, are pretty, pretty decent but uh, I can't really see either of them winning, because Zverev would actually have to beat someone good, which is famously something he cannot do. And then Sinner, I don't know. I just feel like he can't break through to the top yet. Maybe in a couple of years, but I don't think he's there yet. So, I mean, really, it should pretty much be a dead-even split between Novak, Carlitos, and Rafa. And then Tsitsipas can get, like, a little less than each of them is probably how I divide the pot.
0: Well, oh, yeah, it is essentially a dead-even split between Joko and uh, Carlitos. But R- Rafa is a bit f- further behind at f- plus 400, where Noli and Carlitos are at plus 200 and plus 225, respectfully. Respectively. I, I do respect them as players also.
2: So, Jess, what are you, what are you thinking on this? Uh, if I...
1: um, I never backed the favourite. I just don't find it worth it if we're talking actual gambling. Um, Very true. I I think that Djokovic being the favourite is very well earned. I think Alcaraz being the second favourite feels wrong, but it's right, if that makes sense. It's like, has he really done enough to be the second favourite? But he is very similar position that Nadal was in 2005, so I guess it makes sense. Um, Yeah, I think that uh, Nadal's odds are quite good depending on how he shows up um I imagine like if he looks good in his first round um the odds might change but right now like I think I think he's probably worth a worth a little little bet if you you're up for it um I yeah I think that the odds make sense and uh Put
2: all of your money on Rafa. Just yeah. bet your is Solid advice for Roland Garros. This is what I think as well. With only three losses. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, if I had to bet on any like individual thing in Roland Garros, I would put money on Holger Rune beating the better tennis uh, in the first round, and I would actually have him go into like the third or fourth. If this is something that you can do. On your sports betting app, this is what I would. You predict. definitely can.
2: You can bet on anything.
1: You, you. can definitely bet on the first round. They'll let but you, you
2: take do him that. No, I'm talking about like
0: bet, t- take him. Yeah, take him to losing in the uh, fourth. Oh,
1: I think some some of them yeah. might let you do that. Yeah,
0: some might. I'm sure some don't. But
2: yeah, give me Stephanos to the final, then that would be like the one bet I'd make. I feel like that's pretty easy.
1: Ooh, um, my I know my. Bet website I use, I use Bet365, and it generally lets you pick the finalists, and um, I think that the odds for Alcaraz Tsitsipas would be quite good and quite worth it.
0: Oh, yeah, the odds for Bet365 are the longest for Tsitsipas, so if you want to bet for him to win, that is a very good idea to do on Bet365. You heard it here. Oh, yeah,
1: I won, um, I think I won, it was either, I think it was $70 on him last year. Cause I cashed out after the second set of uh, the final. I had $5 on him from the, from the start of the year to make, to win um, Roland Garros and he did whoa. not, but I won. So.
0: Bold, bold who, take.
1: Who's, who's the real winner here? Djokovic. That was the real winner.
0: And you. We got two
1: winners. And me, yeah. Hell yeah, yeah.
2: So in as far as uh, sports betting goes hmm. in Indiana, it is legal. So I could place these sixty pass bets, but, uh, in Ohio, where Jan lives, it's actually not so crazy. America moment once again. Yeah, so I will. N- oh my goodness!
0: Not be doing any betting oh. uh, under the guise of Ohio, unfortunately. So
1: in Australia, it's a um, it's a cultural problem, and gambling addictions are very very common. So it's kind of the exact opposite situation there.
0: Lovely. <laughs> well, gamb- yeah. gambling is certainly a problem in Ohio too. It's just sports gambling is not allowed. <laughs> Holy shit.
2: That's Yeah, so uh that's a uh, that's a good thing to consider. So let's move on to the women's odds. Gamble, gamble, responsibly. gamble
0: responsibly. Yes. Uh you also you will not win gambling. This is something that's well, my very My dad difficult actually to
2: do. does a little bit of sports betting Unless you're Jess. on the side and he's probably I don't know. doubled his money or around this over like a year but he makes very small bets.
0: So unless um, unless well, you're scoot, Canada, you will yeah. lose money. Or Jess, it, you you have to be named Scoot or Jess to win money gambling. So
1: and don't spend more than ten dollars; it's not worth it.
0: There you go. You heard you heard it from us. The the authorities on gambling. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So in the women's side, uh, Iga Sviatek at plus one hundred, and then the next favorite is Halep at plus twelve hundred. So that is Oof. a significant drop off. Uh, Odds. The odds are that Iga is gonna win the whole tournament, uh, and these are actually the longest odds at plus 100, and most uh, books have Iga at minus 110, or. I higher. don't.
1: Okay, you need you need to explain to me how that works. Does that mean if you bet money, you lose money? Like, um, that's not how the betting odds work. Take it away, in Logan. So okay, so explain.
2: basically, if it's a minus. Uh, if it's a minus 110, this means if you put in $110, if you put $110 on Ega and she wins, you'll get that back plus plus 100 extra dollars. So for some reason, everything in the States has to be confusing. So people make money off gambling. So the, if it's a minus, it's how much money you have to bet in order to win $100 back on top of what you bet in. And then if it's a plus, it's if you bet $100, how much you get back in addition to your 100 if your bet pays out so actually makes zero logical sense but that's how it is
1: yeah so if i looked at my thing isn't loading today because apparently bet365 is down for maintenance um but basically the equivalent for australian is um if you bet $1 this is how much money you would get back um i'll open up a different betting one um what we got
2: well that makes infinitely more sense-, sense than how we do it here in the states
0: yeah.
1: Oh, it makes so much sense. Because, well, so, French French Open men singles, for example. Um, where's the futures? Here we are. French Open men futures. For example, um, the favorite is Novak Djokovic. He is paying $3. If you bet $1 on Novak Djokovic, you get $3.
0: This is so much more intuitive than this other system. Wow. Yeah.
1: So, then it's Kar- Carlos at $3.25, Nadal at $5, Tsitsipas at $6, and then Zverev at $26, which is a very huge leap.
0: I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, on the women's side, if Iga's sitting at minus 110, that implies that she is more likely to win in the Vegas odds than the rest of the field. This is true,
2: and I would easily take Iga versus the field. That's not even close.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Which That is just a a crazy statistic right there, that Iga's more likely to win than any other player. So, yeah, so, if I had to put any Australian
1: money... In Australian monies... Oh, go ahead. Oh, if you're interested. Yeah, in the ma- Australian market, it's a eighty-five versus Fionte. And the next person is Halep at $13. Which is... That's a jump. That's a jump.
0: Holy cow. Yeah, that is insane. Yeah. Yeah, but if, if I were to put any money on the women's side, I would just put money on es Vietek to not win the tournament. And this is actually <laughs> unlikely to happen. Uh, and anyone can win the tournament but Iga, and you get money. Yeah. Sounds good in theory.
2: In practice, not so much. Iga's sweeping through. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I well, guess we have the odds Here's now. what I'm
0: betting. Iga, Iga to lose three sets.
2: Three? She's not losing three sets. She will not lose a set. If she makes a tiebreaker, that would be a huge shock. Do you think she could challenge Steffi Graf's? What is it? Twenty three games lost over the tournament.
1: Didn't she get quite close um, with her twenty twenty so. win?
2: I think it was like within like five games or so. But I think this year she's.
1: Yeah, I was going to say twenty eight. So.
2: Let's see. What year was that when Steffi had the double bagel in the final? It was like eighty eight. We've actually yeah.
0: determined that. Iga Vitek is not losing a point in this tournament, so. So yeah. yeah that Steffi is Graf basically uh, g- given to her. So at this Steffi point. lost. Just put put her in the Steffi history Steffi lost books twenty
2: games in the eighty-eight French, including the double bagel in the final and the bagel and the breadstick in the quarters, though she actually did lose six whole games in a set in the semis. And then if we go to Iga's run.
1: <gasps> she um dropped twenty-eight games in total. The fewest since Steffi Graf dropped twenty games in
2: nineteen eighty-eight, and she did not lose more than four games in a single set, right, Iga? Doesn't look like it.
1: I believe so. That sounds right.
2: Well, I'm, I'm gonna. I wonder if you can bet on that, because that would be that would be on WTA. I would take that bet, Iga to lose no more than four games in any given set,
0: or Iga to. <laughs> lose no more than what 20 through the entire tournament
2: would you take this okay i feel like that's that's pushing it that's near impossible
1: one odds i can see is tournament one without dropping a set so um ego is currently playing paying ten dollars to win without dropping a set oh i take that all day oh wait yeah
2: oh yeah and one dollar
1: to not win without dropping a set so yeah i'm
2: i'm taking that yeah smash that all day put your Move your house over from Rafa to Iga without a set dropped. So, so our, our betting bet.
0: advice, except it's not advice, it's alleged advice. Because I don't think you're <laughs> supposed to say that you're giving out betting advice.
1: Gamble responsibly.
0: Uh, so our alleged gambling advice is um, Holger Rune to win in the first round. Titi Paz to make the finals. Nadal to win. And Iga to uh, not drop a set.
2: I think this is sound advice. Hit there's that parlay good, in there right now.
1: There's some good things there. Um, that's a good multi, as they call it over here.
2: Parlay, yeah. Okay, well, I guess moving on from Roland Garros. Uh, unfortunately, we do have a couple 250s in action on the ATP side. Oh, boy. I've what are those not looking been like? Playing. I know uh, Gasgates are the at the semis. Yeah, they're pretty bad. I
1: think going to win them both somehow. Well, I know he's definitely going to win one of them, but he might just show up for the second one. I
0: got uh, just... Garoon in, in Lyon and Rudin Geneva, I think.
1: Rude is playing Opelka today or tomorrow in your time. I don't know. Well, it actually, it, it is today
0: for us because it recently switched days.
1: Oh, how's the 20th going for you?
0: Oh, it's excellent. This past hour has been, oh, splendid.
2: <laughs> so yeah, man. I don't know. What, what do you think Rude is? Is like a. I feel like Rude is one of the more overranked players on the tour, uh, given his 250 vulture status. Yeah. I feel like he's realistically more, more. What's what does Elo have him at? I feel like he's probably like a fifteenth or so player. Oh, they have him at 10. I, don't know. I feel like him being at 7 is a a bit too much. But I think then again.
1: He did just make his first Masters 1000 final.
2: Oh, yeah, that was, that was nice, though. So. D- oh, yeah, different it wasn't points.
1: Rude, it, was his, it was his brother, Casper Nice.
2: And then Iga yeah. is basically lapping the entire rest of the field in terms of Elo. The only one anywhere near is Ash Barty, who's retired. So yeah, if if Barty was in this tournament, do you think she would pose a threat to Iga in any way? Because Barty, I feel like, was kind of cut above everyone else when she was playing.
1: I think it would be an excellent final and that I'm really sad that we're not getting that rivalry.
0: Well, Ash Barty actually hates playing tennis. so. Oh,
1: another uh, favorite of yours. Exactly.
0: I love people that hate tennis. So, yeah, Ash was
2: easily my favorite women's player. Just her slice was so just reminiscent of Roger, my favorite. And her game was just kind of more predicated on, you know, more like skillful maneuvers instead of like the Plushkova serve bot or kind of the baseline bashing. Just a really cool all court game. A joy to watch. And that was, a. Uh, Terrible news when she stepped away. How was it received in Melbourne?
1: Um, surprisingly warmly. I think most Australians that follow tennis know how Ash's relationship with tennis has formed that we think that she's, you know, amazing, but if she doesn't want to play anymore, that's on her. She knows best. Um, and yeah, a lot of people are really pissed off now that it means that the best like Australian tennis player is Kyrgios because everyone hates Kyrgios.
0: That's interesting because I love Kyrgios.
2: Yeah, I feel like people in the States love Kyrgios.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, he has a lot of fans down here, but he has a lot of... I, I was going to use the word haters. I'm going to say haters, whatever. He has a lot of haters.
2: I, I feel like he
0: he's always painting Australia in a good light, just bringing good vibes from... From the land down under.
1: Oh uh, well, a lot of people think he's a brat and.
0: Yeah, that's what makes it, that. Uh, that's what bad for tennis. That's what his so. good vibes are. Just. <laughs> smash. Good
1: vibes are just hating yeah. tennis. Yeah.
2: yeah. Easily my favorite uh, curious moment was when, he threw the water bottle, at the ump's chair, and the label stuck on the chair, and he said it slipped out of his hand. I feel like that was a. It know, slipped out of my hand, of bro. Yeah. Right there as well as the taking the rackets into the locker room and our home attorney, Cincy, and smashing them and coming back. and
1: Oh, that was fantastic. That was a classic
2: as well, yeah. So I guess those those are some of the curious moments that I feel like have kind of elevated him, at least in our opinions, to being one of the most fun players out there because you can't take yourself too seriously.
0: Yeah, the, the more interruptions Every. to the te- to a tennis game that you bring... I think the better you are, in my opinion, at tennis, because you have to hate it. Be good.
2: The run he had with Tanasi was just so captivating, though. Like, I was watching every single match the whole way through. That was so fun.
1: Yeah, it was insane down here. Like, I remember just all these teenage boys, just like, who look like they'd be cool, like, NBA fan type guys. And they're just talking about tennis and I'm just like, okay, Kyrgios is bringing these guys in, that's pretty good. NBA's huge down here, by the way, just so you know. Um, yeah, and I just like these these kids just talking about how much they love Kyrgios. It was it was interesting. It's like it was a different vibe than, you know, the stuffy sixty year old tennis fan. Which was fun.
2: Yeah, the the crowds were pretty electric and I really liked the the match against Johnny Venus and Michael Putz, where Venus was kind of giving it back to him. That was a really fun one. But uh, did you go to any of the the matches this year?
1: I didn't watch Kyrgios, but um, I went to a lot of tennis. Um, I was at the men's final, which was oh man exhausting. <laughs> it was fantastic though. It was worth every second. Um, I I spent maybe a whole set just walking around Rod Laver Arena in, like, anxiety-induced, like, walking. I'm like, I can't sit down for this match. I need to walk around in circles for 20 minutes. Um, but it was fantastic. Um, the whole tournament was so good. It was it, it was such, a like, a post-COVID vibe. Like, I went last year and we were all cordoned into different sections and um, the attendance was so low because of, like, only a certain percentage amount of people could go. And this year was just so much more open and capacity. I think we were not quite capacity, but we were pretty close. And it was just so much fun. It just felt like the Australian Open again.
2: Did you catch the FAA med match? Because that was probably both my favorite and least favorite of the tournament, with how close FAA was <laughs> to really breaking through there.
1: Uh, I was not there for that one. I, um, I was there for Rafa Chapeau.
2: Oh, a whole lot of corruption was, in that one.
1: Oh my God, oh my God, how corrupt was it? It was just the most corrupt match I've ever seen in my life.
2: Yeah, Dennis, uh, noted for actually performing sec- self-exile of himself from France after he lost to Carbayas Baina a couple of years ago. The man has not played a single tournament in the country, and this will be his return to France.
0: He will, unless he gets a walkover, which I out. I I, yeah. I sure hope that happens.
2: Well, yeah. Now we have to bet on Holger, since sh- this is Chapo's first French match in over three years, right?
1: Oh my goodness, that is significant.
2: So yeah, interesting milestone for Chapo here. He so how is it? Game? How is the vibe down in Melbourne? Does everyone? Like is is the Aussie Open just a big cultural thing? Do a lot of people just kind of go? Because I assume tennis is a lot bigger than it is here in the states.
1: Tennis is big here, maybe four weeks a year: the Australian Open and Wimbledon.
2: Hmm.
1: Um, it's it's good fun though. It's um it's very it's a festival vibe once you get in there. So you have a lot of people that know nothing about tennis going there and drinking and eating food and just hanging out. It's like a DJ. Um, it's it's a really good, it's a good it's a good place to hang out with your friends if you get a grounds pass and just chill. Um, the last two years have been a lot of people. It's just been locals going and stuff, but um, more often than not, it's quite a um, kind of an international affair, and people from everywhere kind of show up. But obviously, the, the Australians get in on the Australian matches, and it goes nuts. Um, Court 3 is the place to be if you ever want to watch a match in an insanely electric... Wait, is it Court 3? Yeah, the the little guy. Um, <laughs> it's just the best place to go if you want to watch just like some random Australian play maybe some top 30 seed and just the place is just insane. Um, who... It was Kokenakis playing someone in the first round and he lost, but... I was in Rod Laver Arena and we could hear it clear as day in that smaller from that smaller stadium. It was just it's just it's just good fun. I find the Australian Open I've been to three of the four Grand Slams and I think Australian Open is the most fun.
2: Yeah, I've always said if I wanna go to a slam, I feel like I always want to go to Australia. I feel like the match quality is just the best there. There's always so many classic matches and it just seems it seems to be a so much better run than I don't know. I hate Wimbledon. Just how snobby they are. Same with Roland Garros. And then the U.S. Opens. I don't know. I feel like S- Cincinnati Masters is a better tournament than U.S. just because you get a lot more than the non-tennis crowd. And plus it's a fast support. Well, that's actually very important as well. So yeah. which of the other slams have you been to? Um, I've
1: been to Wimbledon and the U.S. Open. So, Wimbledon, How did you secure tickets
2: much. for Wimbledon? That's crazy. Oh,
1: I did the queue. Just no why I didn't last very long. I got incredibly sunburnt, and
2: okay.
1: uh, as an as an Australian getting sunburnt in England, that's like my deepest shame. Um, but I didn't last very long. Once I was in there, I had a grounds pass. I I watched Tomic for like ten minutes. This oh is my! Two thousand and fourteen. Let's go,
0: Tomic! Uh, he was. He, Tomic. he was still Tank quite engine. good
1: at the time. Yeah, he was. He was the next big thing at that point. Um and yeah it was i don't know i had fun uh it didn't last long but um us open i went for the 2019 men's final which worked out quite nicely for me as a rafa fan uh, i bought tickets like you know months and months in advance hoping to get anyone i didn't really care who i saw but it was rafa and he won and it was fantastic and they gave me a free hat <laughs> So, Which is something I like about American sports is it's always like they give out a lot of free stuff. I like that.
0: Well, yeah, we have to. It's uh, We do everything big around these parts. Uh, I-, I would just like to hear your opinion as an Australian on the Novak Djokovic situation uh, regarding the Australian Open.
1: Oh, oh God, I have no idea. Um, I've had so many different feelings about it. I don't think he should have ever been told he was allowed to come into the country. I think if he hadn't put posted that on Instagram, he would have gotten in with no problems. Um, I think our government are, um, how should I say this non politically? Uh, I think that
2: go go politically. This is uh, okay. Well,
1: we're having a we're having a massive election on the weekend, so okay. we might be voting out our current um, federal government. So, uh, <laughs> they're, they, they're bad. I'll just, yeah, I'll, I won't say anything too inflammatory, but, um.
2: Go, go all they out. They made an, eg- I they learn
1: made more. an example, <laughs> they made an example out of him. Um, it was for political points, but also he was in the wrong. Everyone was stupid. Everyone came out of it looking worse. It was a really annoying week of my life that I'll never get back.
2: Oh, well, yeah, certainly one of the, the greatest tennis moments of all time was when we were watching like the stream of that Aussie news channel that was like in a report on what happened and they were just like reading through the courtroom like that. I cannot believe that that was something I was doing.
0: And, and this made the, the, most of the world pay attention to tennis. Like people that I know that didn't watch tennis were commenting on this whole situation because it, it was greater than tennis, believe it or not. It was became a global political issue. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, it was it was huge here. Like, um, people who don't, didn't like tennis had exactly one opinion, and it was that Djokovic was an idiot. Like, nobody who had no interest in tennis sided with him, um, except for maybe anti-vaxxers. But they're not real.
0: I mean, you, he in was just way. causing the anti-vaxx insurrection, you know. Well, <laughs> well unfortunately,
2: in the States, the, the anti vax sentiment is alive and well. It's probably yeah, around... I, 50 percent of people in I'd say like 40. states yeah well where yeah, I live see, it's probably at, more at, like 80 I don't even know
1: we're at um we're at about 92 93 percent fully vaccinated nowadays um because people aren't stupid but though um like there's like a five percent group of people that like latched on to Djokovic and protested and whatnot and cried in front of his hotel Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, it was, it was a, yeah, like I said, it's a week of my life, I'll never get back.
2: Yeah, I, I cannot believe, like, those are numbers we can only dream of, you know, if if we hit, like, 60, that would be a miracle, at least in I don't Indiana. think we
0: even hit 92 at our own, like, college.
2: Oh, yeah, we did not, which had a vaccine requirement, by the way. Yeah,
0: it was required that you get the vaccine, we couldn't even hit 92, that's insane.
2: yeah.
1: Well, I mean, we um, we made it a requirement. That's one oh, of the reasons well. it's so high.
0: I would imagine that.
2: that, that that's well a US moment right there. Yeah, US moment. So how would you yeah. rank the three slams that you've been to? Uh, your short visit? Australian
1: it... Open. Favorite. Yeah. Easy. Um, US Open. Had a great time. Wimbledon was fine. I want to go to Roland Garros. I was supposed to go to Roland Garros in 2020. And then this pesky virus showed up. Um but no i just think the Australian open is just so much fun
2: yeah well we yeah. got to hit that up sometime but uh if if you're ever in the, the cincinnati area for the masters which is probably i'd it's say the... probably a top 3 masters in my opinion that's always probably, a great time the to best tournament could. in america i i'd say indian wells probably but uh well, cincinnati has the i am biased cincinnati has the unique distinction of being pretty much Indian Wells, but condensed over a week, though they are moving that to two weeks in a couple of years. But, yeah, you got the same. Both the men and the women are there. Because it's so packed into a week, Every fr- like even starting from the first round, every match is great. And you can see pretty much anyone you want at the practice courts. Like, I remember I saw Iga playing doubles like on court 17 that had zero stands. She was playing, I think, against Maddox Sands. But, like, that was... Just so cool that you were able to just walk up and see Iga from like 20 feet away. So I definitely recommend hitting one of those up. I mean, but, um, yeah. have you been to any other non slam like the either um, of the Adelaide? Yeah,
1: I've I, um, well, I'm originally from New South Wales, so I went to the Sydney International when that was a thing. Um, I watched Del Potro beat Tomic in a final, which was brilliant um, because Tomic. I hate Tomic.
2: Um <laughs> How could you not? I,
1: and it was—he was kind of a jerk at the end of the match. Like these kids were trying to get his autograph, and he was like, "No more, enough!" And he walks away, and I, and that's turned me on him forever. So. Oh,
0: How did yeah, this I, man I, even make a final? I it's had a shocking. similar experience with Thomas. It's two thousand
1: and fourteen. Oh, really? Yeah,
0: I was at Cincinnati. He he did the same thing, and I, I've hated this man ever since. That's fair. Birdman.
1: Yeah. I've also been to the ATP Cup, which was quite fun. Ooh. I've been in, to, to yeah, Sydney. Yeah, ATP Cup and was really in, fun. In, yeah, um, I went in to watch Sydney. I watched Austria play um, Argentina, which was quite fun. Um, and also went... Did I go this year? I can't remember. Um, but I definitely watched um, Greece play someone last year. Oh, No, I can't remember. (laughs) I've since I saw so much tennis in the last few years since moving to Melbourne. It's one of the main reasons I moved here. Um, It's all started to blur together, but it's all been wonderful. And I saw Serena Williams once. I paid twenty dollars to watch Serena Williams play in a pre uh, pre Australian Open tournament.
0: What twenty dollars? That's
1: twenty dollars. If they were really the pre that is a steal. The pre tournament, the pre Australian Open tournament tickets for the last few years have been very cheap. Like, this, it was the same for Nadal this year when he played... Was he playing Maxine Pressy at in Melbourne? I think the
0: that's Australian right, yeah.
1: The one that he won, yeah. The tournament he won. Yeah, I watched that, and I think that was only $20 as well. Dang. Which is insane. I know, yeah, it's insane. Yeah, that's, that's how much, like, a he, grounds
0: pass... Like, one-fifth of a grounds pass on day one at Cincy.
1: Oh, I mean, it's the same for the Australian Open. Like, you couldn't get a grounds pass for $20.
2: Yeah, where we live, Cincinnati's the only option. I mean, you could drive like, what is it, like eight hours to Atlanta, but that tournament sucks because Isner's going to win it, which is a very bad thing Oh, that, do- to that know.
1: does suck.
2: Yeah. Well, my I dad cannot has believe gone Isner's to the U.S. Open so many so. times. Well, I feel like I the U.S. Open about. would be worse than Cincinnati just because of the crowd.
0: I mean, he was doing scoring there, so you know, you know how it goes.
2: Oh, yeah. Not much. You got to share some about Heiko's new role oh, yeah. in the Cincinnati uh, tournament.
0: Yeah, my dad is going to be a player's services uh, person at Cincinnati after he got banned from doing scoring. I'm just kidding. They just removed the uh, volunteer scorers. So now they're doing, like, they're actually paying people. At, ATP and WT are paying people to do scoring instead of just relying on tournament volunteers. Um. Yeah, so he was able to weasel his way into becoming a player services person. This is actually not a desired position, according to the the tournament organizers, because um, players like to yell at you, demanding that they get practice courts and other things.
1: Oof. Which players are the worst? Well, this is actually this yet? is gonna be
0: his first year doing it. He was scoring Ooh. for Cincinnati every other year before this. So, yeah. Let's looking see what I
2: say. The worst. My prediction. Hmm. Curious. Curious. No. Curious. Curious will not do this.
0: Curious only is rude to the the chair umpire.
2: Curious does not Kyrgios want to practice anyways. Curious is quite
1: anyways. nice to fans and yeah. people. I've noticed.
2: Curious only no. hates yeah. the the referees. And also Casper rude, but. Well, that's yeah, that makes that's sense. Something different. Yeah. Um, who, who do we oh, think would, would be the? So I think
0: Djokovic hard. would be a sleeper for Josh. being very demanding.
2: I I feel like Djokovic is actually. He I feel like he'd be one of the nicest people to, random personnel out there. It's just my hunch. But uh, who would be like the very nicest? I feel like FAA. I feel like he's just such a sweetheart, you know. FAA. That's my pick for number Big, one best Big person. Big foe. Big foe, well obviously big fo. That should go without being said. Just such a uh, The stories
1: I've heard about about Rafa too, just being like just knowing everybody's names and just being a really cool dude.
2: Yeah. Rafa I, I feel comes like back
1: everywhere.
2: Rafa's mentality, just like outlook on life, is something that I feel like everyone should take a piece of. I feel like, like- this man has everything and he's still just Kind of plodding away, you know. Yeah. Thinking big picture. Nothing really matters too much.
0: For the worst players, I would put um uh
2: Zverev. <laughs> Zverev. Oh yeah, easily Zverev.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. He would be so rude. I think like I've done waitressing for years and I, I'm always trying to figure out which players would be really horrible to their wait staff, and I just always put Zverev up there. I just think he would be a terrible customer to have to deal with
2: yeah who was the who was his previous coach who split with him because yeah ferrero oh man he's been through a lot of coaches ferrero i know had some professional uh, disagreements with this man but yeah i I feel like that would be a very safe pick for someone who'd be just a bad person at all hours of the day no matter what feel
0: like most people would be pretty nice yeah. yeah, I Even like imagine. the people who
2: are bad on the court, like Daniel Collins or Benoit, I feel like they'd be fine off the court. Zvera's really the yeah, only they one that's chill out, out? For Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm trying to think of one other person that would be like potentially awful. I guess we'll hear about it uh, after yeah, Cincinnati. we will so. know
2: here shortly. So yeah,
0: yeah. We'll, we'll have to watch this space. We'll have to come back for this one. Oh, Basilashvili.
2: See Oh, yeah. Gotta throw him in
0: there as well. Yeah, the big two right there. The big two. To, right yeah. the, big two. Yeah. <laughs> the new the su- big three. The summary
1: of this podcast is basically, we hate Zverev and Bazalash, really. Yeah. And I think that is right. That should be and a shared sentiment with
0: everyone. Uh, and your opinion is wrong if you disagree, quite honestly. <laughs> but we actually, we do like the other Zverev. Uh,
2: Misha, yeah. We love Misha. Misha goes crazy. All right, well, we need... Since Varev is in this one, we do need a third member for the new big three of being a terrible person. We already have Bash and Sasha. Who Who's going to round out this three? Tomek. Yeah, Tomek. Oh, Tomek. <laughs> Semi-retired.
1: <laughs>
2: Only Comes fans out of retirement just to
0: my dad. Ain't no way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no.
0: Bernard Tomek.
2: I cannot believe Bernard Tomek is real, honestly. The tank engine.
1: I've seen him live twice. He still exists, as far as I can tell.
0: Hmm. Yeah, so you you heard it here first, folks. The the top three worst players to encounter anywhere. Zverev, Basilashvili, and Tomek. This is the new big three. I do believe that's all we have time for today. So, uh,
2: Logan, you want to take us out? Okay, well, this was a lengthy episode, but I I think this was definitely well worth hopefully all of our times and hopefully yours if you somehow have stuck to the end of this nearly two-hour monstrosity. So I'll take this away from Friday Therapy Podcast with Logan and Jan and also Jess from r slash tennis. We'll sign off. Peace.
1: Goodbye.